When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. So I wanted to talk about something historical today. It's regarding a planet, a planetary placement. I'm not even including in the the transits for this week because nothing's connecting to it except the moon, but it is significant to mention. Oh, Scott looks so serious. Yes, I'm very (laughs) serious because Saturn, the authority, the planet of restriction, the god of wealth and time, will be at 17 degrees in Aquarius this week and into the early part of next week. And the reason why that is significant, Ingrid, is because for the second time since November 22nd, 1963, Saturn is returning to this point in the sky. This is the second Saturn return for November 22nd, 1963. So if you were born... Around November 22nd, 1963, you're in the midst of your second Saturn return. Well, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like responsibility. I mean, your first Saturn return is around when you're 30. So that's like really mm-hmm. coming into yourself as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess when you say second Saturn return, it's kind of like that's when people have a midlife crisis or when they're like retiring, right? Or I don't know when uh, midlife crisis has happened. I mean, there's a, there's a few different transits that, that indicate midlife crisis. I mean, maybe it's second Saturn return. Maybe it's uh, Chiron return. Maybe it's Neptune squaring Neptune. Oh, shit. Which creates a lot of confusion about what am I doing in my life? Where am I supposed to go? But it definitely is the retirement age or around around that. So 1963 was 58 years ago. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess people retire around 60. But you're entering like kind of a new phase in life. Yeah, but do you know what happened on November 22nd, 1963? Um, <laughs> I'm so bad at history. Um, World War II. World War II ended in 1945. Oh, fuck. Um, the Cold War? The Cold War. Oh, God. People would say that that <laughs> this, this ended, going I well. imagine, in the late 80s, around 88, 89, whenever the Berlin Wall fell. Did somebody get assassinated? Yes, now you're now you're scorching hot. I don't know why I got so excited. Yes, yeah, you got excited that somebody got assassinated Murdered. on this day. Jesus. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. J. It's gotta be JFK. JFK. Okay. Yes. Okay. This is the day that JFK was assassinated, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. Fuck. And Saturn, this week is back to where it was for the second time since then. That's a. I mean, that's a huge iconic thing that happened. Not mm-hmm. even just to him, but for the whole country. Oh my God! For yeah, absolutely. 
Well, I just, it's interesting to me because I just think Saturn is the authority. It's the planet of restriction. It's in Aquarius. Aquarius is an air sign. Air is communication. Aquarius is the community. So the authority restricting communication in the community. And when you think about the JFK assassination, what comes to mind? I mean, I just feel like maybe I'm a little bit young, but I mean, I feel like he was just such an icon, like a celebrity, and he was so loved in the community. Yes. It was like an end of an era for people really believing in their in their government. Yeah. And so what is this event known for, though? I don't know. Because for me, it's known for lies. Oh. Do you really think that there was one man up in a in a third story book depository that fired all those shots that hit JFK and the governor of Texas both it doesn't really seem plausible yeah i guess there's a lot of conspiracies flying around about how that all happened yes everyone started to question yes the authority yes like is this real what really happened mm-hmm. you know and then of course conveniently the guy who supposedly assassinated JFK was assassinated himself like two days later (laughs) wait like he killed himself no he was shot and killed on live tv by this other guy who had like connections with organized crime i mean you can watch the video on youtube it's crazy it's like they have that on camera because they were filming lee harvey oswald being moved you know extradited from like this prison to that prison or whatever and there's a lot of media and cameras around or whatever and this guy just comes up to him and shoots him right in the in the midsection Fuck. killed him right on tv that's that is such chaos yeah the way i'm thinking about it is this is another big word that's coming up right now conspiracy lies lies what's the truth what is the authority holding back from us i mean i've been thinking that for the last two years so yeah i'd love to know what all these lies are So, I mean, I don't know if we're going to know, because what do we really even know about JFK? I mean, nothing official has ever been said. Like, the official statement is that this one guy killed him that was later killed a couple days later. So, that's the end of the story. But, of course, people are like, no, we got to dig deeper. We got to see what's going on. And that's what Saturn's about. It's about work. So, it's almost like there's work to be done in the community to really get to the logical facts. That feels appropriate. So just think back to November 22nd, 1963, and looking at it from this perspective, knowing what we know now, and looking back to then, and thinking what the people sitting at home on TV were being told of what was going on, compared to all the information that we know now in relation to the little bit of information that people were being given back then, just think about how much is being held back now based on what's going on right now that we're being told compared to what is actually happening. Like if we go 58 years into the future, people are going to look back at this period of time and just be like, You had no idea. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe you all believed just whatever they said. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So it's interesting. It's interesting. That's just my theory there. So That feels dark and deep. Yes. Yes. There's a heaviness right now. 
There's a heaviness because just like last week. Last week felt really light and then it ended going much more deep into the subconscious. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you say that too because I try to explain everything with like a ray of hope. You know, like nothing is like total doom and gloom. There's a purpose to every single alignment regardless of whether it's a challenge or a gift. It might feel really hard, but if you're working with the energy in the in the right way, then there's a reward to the work. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling that more now where as a, a year ago, you would tell me like, oh, this is really heavy time. I would just be like, I can't even deal with anything heavy. Like it's too much. But now when I see these challenges, I kind of see how they're going to eventually help me. There is like this challenging period, but in the end we become stronger and then we are able to manifest the things that we want and we become we become better versions of ourselves. And that feels, even though it's hard, it feels exciting. Yes. Yes. That's when I say this is heavy. It's There's a lot of work that needs to be done right now. Saturn. It's, it's that Saturn energy. So there's still six planets in signs ruled by Saturn. That's a there's lot. There's Venus, Mars, and Pluto in Capricorn. And this week, Mercury moves from Capricorn to Aquarius, which is also ruled by Saturn, joining the Sun and Saturn. So this is a time for, for work, for putting in the work in career, in relationship, in communication, in the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Accepting responsibility in those areas and the work that is required. And that's holding ourselves accountable yes. and holding the people that we surround ourselves with accountable. Absolutely. But then this later this week, the sun moves into Pisces. So that's that unconscious, that unconscious, the weight of the clouds weighing us down, forcing us to look deep within ourselves to see what's going on there. Should we move into the week? Yeah, let's move into the week. This is the week of February 14th to February 20th. Monday, February 14th. Mercury, the planet of communication, consciousness, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, begins transit once again through Aquarius, the signs symbolized by the water bearer, fixed air. This is the second time in recent history that Mercury has transited into Aquarius. This time it's going to get all the way through. Last time it only made it to 10 degrees before the retrograde began and pulled it back. So the last time Mercury was in Aquarius was January 1st to the 25th of this year. The last time it spent a full transit in Aquarius was January 8th to March 15th, 2021. So think back to those dates for clues on what could be in store for you this time around. Mercury will be transiting through Aquarius from February 14th to March 9th. So bringing that conscious energy to the community, sharing your innovative ideas. How can you share your innovative ideas? How can you embrace the uniqueness of your mind? Are you thinking outside the box or are you conforming to what everyone else is saying you should do? I really love these alignments when they have this repeat pattern. So we probably had some sort of moment a year ago 
and then a month ago. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so this is like the third time we're really getting to practice how we communicate in the community. Yes. And it should be getting easier if we've been practicing. Yes. Yes. Embracing your your innovative mind, your innovative thoughts, thinking outside the box, thinking differently, communicating with a sense of detachment. It's about being logical. Yeah. Sometimes when we overthink things, then we start judging ourselves and then our fear comes in and then all of this insecurities we have start to come out and then we start doubting ourselves. Mm -hmm. So like you said, using the logic and not overthinking things, just, just put yourself out there. Yeah. Detaching yourself from the emotion of the thought. There's so many bad ideas and like the more I am in the creative world, it's like to get to the good idea, sometimes you need a thousand bad ideas. Mm -hmm. So you aren't your idea. Yeah. Detaching yourself from the idea. Don't take it so personal if somebody doesn't like your idea or if they don't get your idea. They may not get your idea. And that's okay. It's okay. And maybe they think of a better idea off of your idea. To have innovation, it's like you have to kind of have these building blocks. It's not usually just, oh, one stroke of genius. It's like, <laughs> you you know, you start sketching something and then you get it more dialed in and then you put the paint on it. And then you, yeah. in the end, you have like a masterpiece, but it doesn't mm. just start out that way. No. It's like, don't be afraid to start, start coloring things in and see what happens. And yes. especially when you're sharing with the community, that's how you start building something with with other people. It's a collective process. The more I'm in the creative world, it's like, I'm willing to take the risk to say something that could potentially be stupid (laughs) and then not worrying so much about it. It doesn't matter. Even sometimes like, okay, maybe somebody thinks that your idea is dumb, but maybe that person doesn't have a fucking clue. You know, maybe they just don't get your idea. Like I just always think about Jeff Bezos. They didn't understand Amazon. Wait, you're going to deliver books to people's houses? I don't get it. Like, who cares? You know, it's like, but who cares? They didn't understand it. They didn't get it, but he did. So, I mean, that could also mean you're on like the forefront of something when no one else is seeing that. Well, that's the whole point of Aquarius. It's, it's being future oriented, thinking forward, you know, think of the water bear. Okay. The water bear was like, I'm going to bring water from the stream to the village. And everybody thought the water bear was fucking nuts. Like, that's not possible because they hadn't ever known or thought of anything like that before. But then once that person takes that idea and brings it into reality, now all of a sudden, oh, we see it. It makes sense. Don't be afraid to to share whether, whether or not people accept your idea isn't the point. Exactly. Exactly. Tuesday, February 15th. More Aquarius. More Aquarius. The sun the giver of light, life, and vitality, continuing through the last few degrees of Aquarius and along the way aligns with the North Node, the soul's purpose, the karmic pathway of the soul, in Taurus, the sign that represents the material, the five physical senses, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. This is about what you value in the material realm and how you value yourself, your self-worth. So when you're thinking about the sun, vitality, bringing vitality and light through Aquarius, that innovation, and then the north node in Taurus, what do you value? What's your self-worth? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share these crazy ideas. And you might think they're shit. And that's fine because I know they're not. 
and I just need to learn how to articulate them in a way that is more digestible to you, or maybe I actually need to create something that you can see, that you can touch, taste, or feel. Oh, I love that. A way to translate your ideas. The water bear, confusing, right? This crazy idea. But when you show up with a jug and there's water in it, People get it. Yeah, people get it. People yeah. get it. You don't okay. have to, to translate the message. It just exists. <laughs> it just exists. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the challenge here is how to bring what you value. Into the material. Into the material. How to bring your innovative idea into the material. How to connect what you value to your innovative idea and bring that into the material. And be able to share it with the community. Yes, Exactly. That's Tuesday, February 15th. Wednesday, February 16th. We're looking at two alignments today. We're looking at, we mentioned this last week, but I'm mentioning it again here because today's the day that they're actually at the exact same degree and feet together. That's Venus, the planet of relationships, the goddess of love and beauty, Lady Luck. And Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict. They're conjunct. It's 16 degrees in Capricorn, the sign of responsibility, ambition, work, achievement. So, again, as we mentioned last week, these two planets are going to be riding side by side together all the way into Aquarius for the next month into March. So... Conflict in relationships, movement in relationships. Yeah. Wow. Just made me think of, you just mentioned some friends of yours broke up. And so, you know, this is what's happening here. Um, It doesn't mean that everyone's going to break up, but there's going to be movement in relationship. There's going to be conflicts. How do you address these conflicts? Do you address these conflicts by saying, we're done, it's over? Or how do we work with this? How do we work with this energy? It's about taking responsibility for your side. These friends of yours, they broke up. Are they holding themselves accountable or pointing the finger at the other person? You know, that's that's what we're looking at here. When the conflict comes up, are you holding yourself accountable or are you pointing your finger at the other person? If you are accountable, then you can also hold the other side accountable. But if you're not holding yourself accountable then it makes it hard to hold the other side accountable. I mean, that's that Saturn energy Mm -hmm. taking responsibility. Yes. And it's really hard to take a look at ourselves sometimes. Like, yeah, are we doing the work that we're supposed to be doing? Or are we just getting mad at everyone else because things aren't going the way that we want? Exactly. And it really starts with yourself. It's about being an adult. You know, that's what accepting responsibility is. Stop blaming other people. Oh, it's, you know, I'm the victim. No, I got to own this. Yeah, I was having something maybe a year or two ago. If you were telling me that I have to take responsibility for my side in the issues that I was having, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> that is so painful to hear. But you yeah. were right. And I was, mm. uh, yeah, taking a really hard look at myself and how I got myself into that situation was just the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But it really created so much healing and clarity and just a shift in my perspective. And like the judgment I had on other people and then a shift in the way that I looked at myself. Mm. Yes. You know, so there's a second alignment for today that I I really love. 
with this alignment that we just spoke about. Uh-oh, is this a Leo moon? Yes, Ingrid, yes. It's a Leo full moon. The full moon in Leo. The moon oh. is directly opposite the sun in Aquarius. And if you'd like to learn about what these lunar alignments mean in your personal astrological code, enroll in the moon cycle classes. But this full moon in Leo. So the moon is in Leo. The sun is in Aquarius. So the moon is fully reflecting the light of the sun. The, the sun in Aquarius is about the community. It's about we, the moon in Leo, is in the sign of sovereignty, the sign that is symbolized by the lion, the king of the jungle, ruled by the sun, the center of the solar system. Leo is all about me. So this is we versus me. I mean, I see it as the me sharing my emotions with the community. So Mm. maybe before you were sharing your idea, but maybe now you're sharing the emotion behind the idea with the community. Your passion, what's in your heart, the joy, the excitement. That's what Leo brings. Leo brings the excitement. It brings the thrill. Everybody wants to see the lion. <laughs> the lion is is an incredible creature. So the full moon is showing of the harvest. So how can you share your warmth with the community? How can you share your emotional warmth with the community your passion, your joy, opening your heart to the community. And when you think about this other alignment with Venus and Mars and Capricorn, creating that that urge or that need for responsibility in relationships, responsibility for your actions, I just think about whether it's the king or the queen. Don't you want a king or a queen that takes responsibility for their actions? That's the benevolent sovereign as opposed to the tyrant. So this is creating energy to eradicate tyrants and embolden benevolence. It's about taking responsibility and being bold enough to take responsibility. People that don't have enough confidence, that's when you have like the cowardly lion. It's Mm -hmm. like they're too meek to take responsibility instead of saying, you know, this is what I did. I shouldn't have done that, but this is what I'm going to do moving forward. Addressing whatever the issue is at hand shows that you have self-confidence. It shows that you value yourself and you value other people as well. Yes. Yes. You have enough courage to to be able to take whatever it is they're going to dish out when you're trying to right the wrong. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this this is a full moon that is meant for you to roar. Yeah, it's okay to say that you fucked up. Yeah. And people are going to respect you more for that because you're taking responsibility for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And then you'll be honored. You'll be honored and appreciated. Everybody makes mistakes. And when you feel human, I think people have more compassion for for that than someone, like you said, like the tyrant. Nobody is going to feel emotionally connected to that person who's just, you know, raining fire on people. Yes, exactly. So I hope this full moon gives everybody the courage of a lion to really express their emotional warmth and sovereignty and open their hearts. Open their hearts. Leo rules the heart. Just sharing sharing your feelings with the people that you're in community with. Yes. How, maybe how you feel about that. That's it. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Ingrid. Thursday, 
February 17th. We're looking at Jupiter, the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion, transiting through the sign it rules Pisces, expanding the unconscious, expanding empathy, dreams, fantasy, and deception. Pisces is deception. When you think of water, you're not, it's not really clear what you're seeing in the water, right? Yeah, it's like murky in there. Yes, it can you be murky. You don't know murky. what's happening. You don't know what's happening. It could be dark, but you're feeling, you're feeling movement in the water. So Jupiter is aligning with Uranus. The unexpected. Yes, the planet of the unexpected, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence. This is the primordial sky god. And Uranus is transiting through Taurus, which we spoke of earlier, symbolized by the bull, representing material security and what you value. So Uranus is shaking up what we value, urging you to embrace your independence in the material, urging you towards financial independence, towards independence about what you value, your likes and dislikes that are unique to you and not something that you're just copying other people. Well, they like that, so I have to like that because I want to fit in. So Uranus is connecting to Jupiter and it's shaking up our unconscious. Maybe something that's going on in the material is awakening something within you. There's a shift happening to your material, your material security. Something is, like you always say, it's something's getting shaken up. Mm-hmm. And so that definitely opens your mind to, like, what is in there that might be stirred up. It could be really scary. I feel like the, the subconscious is really deep. So maybe it's bringing up some insecurities or fears or triggers from, from your past, whatever's hiding in the dark corners. Yes. But it also has the opportunity, that expansion, to bring light into those dark corners. Mm-hmm. And maybe just clear out some of that shit that might be hiding in there. Yes. Maybe it's not so scary after all. Yes. If there's a loss of faith in some way, it's about showing yourself greater compassion, Mm. expanding the compassion within you and embracing what you truly value at an individual level within the material. So this can also help ground you, maybe ground some of those unconscious thoughts well it's a a water and earth connection yeah so that always feels like nurturing right Mm -hmm. yeah earth gives water form and water nurtures the earth so these two elements work well together so hopefully whatever is shaking you up in the material is inspiring you in some way yes inspiring you helping you to dream further bigger creating some fantasies that are exciting to you Moving on to Friday, February 18th. The sun has now moved on to Pisces. More subconscious. Yes. The giver of light, life, and vitality joins Jupiter and Neptune, the two planetary rulers of Pisces. So now there's three planets in Pisces. The sun is here every year from February 18th to March 20th. So think back to these dates for clues on what could be in store for you this time around. If you're somebody who's a Gemini or a Sagittarius, or if you have multiple planets in Gemini or Sagittarius, if your rising sign is Gemini, 
Ingrid, or Sagittarius, <laughs> this could be challenging for you because the sun is going to square those two signs. Gemini is mutable air, Sagittarius, mutable fire, Pisces, mutable water, mm. and water doesn't vibe with air and fire. So there could be tension for these these folks. I mean, if I'm looking at yesterday, it's like maybe there was this revolution that happens that opens something in your mind, delving into that subconscious. And today it's like now you're kind of going deeper and it feels like the subconscious is now part of your identity. Whatever is lingering in there, that's a part of who you are. So yes. That, so that can be really scary to to feel like your identity is shifting. And this is like a, a, it's a period where you might be more triggered by the people around you. Like you're feeling what's going on with other people. Their moods are affecting you str- more strongly than than typically other people's moods would. Everybody is feeling what it's like to be a Pisces mm-hmm. during this period. And Pisces, people that are Pisces, this, this is the final sign of the Zodiac. It carries the 11 previous signs of the Zodiac. And that can feel like a burden. Pisces rules the feet. The feet carry the weight of the entire body. If you're on your feet all day... You need to lie down. You're tired. So there could be an urge for escapism during this period. Pisces is symbolized by the fish. The fish are very intuitive. They know whether to swim in fresh water, salt water, upstream, downstream, shallow, deep. They're feeling what's in the water and moving based on what they feel. But we also know the phrase, drink like a fish. So Pisces rules drugs and alcohol. Pisces rules Netflix and chill, binge watching, Instagram scroll. What are you doing to escape? Instead of escaping, when you feel uncomfortable or you feel that urge to escape, you're around some people, you're not, you're not digging their vibe or somebody's mood has set you off in some way. It's something about that person. They're reflecting something within you. And that's the scary thing is to actually see this person that bothers me and seeing myself in them nobody wants to really delve into that area and see like how am i like that person that really triggers me that really annoys me that that really set me off what is it about them that's me that upsets me just thinking about that (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to yeah but that's the work from now until march 20th because it's going to be intense with with these three planets in pisces we're really going to be called to to look within ourselves, face our psychological baggage and the demons that carry them with compassion so that we can integrate these thought patterns and memories with understanding, forgiveness, and love. Something came to mind. I was thinking maybe this might be a time of grief. Is that possible? Like yeah. Whatever's in your subconscious that's been affecting you, just grieving the loss of that, that kind of having control over how you were acting and knowing that you're going to have to change those things now that you realize that they don't hold that power over you. And it, it just can be upsetting to think that we have been reacting in a certain way for so long that might not be in our best interest. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I think grief is a good word here because, you know, Pisces rules prisons and hospitals and institutions like mental institutions, like these kind of like, dim, dour places, you know, which nobody really wants to ever visit. 
but themselves. Well, that's like the mental illness. We all have it. It's like these lies that we tell mm-hmm. ourselves, mm-hmm. these deceptions we create in our mind to survive. Yes. And as we grow and we get older, we have all this baggage that hides in there and eventually it has to come out. And that can be, it really is like we're, we all are like lying to ourselves in, in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And maybe this whole week we were talking about responsibility. It's like we start taking responsibility and for what's going on inside of you. Yeah. And then this is the day where you're like, okay, yeah, this is like the new era, you know, we're moving into Pisces and we really have to do something about what we see in there. Yes. So what's going on inside of you? You know, can you replace the shame with empathy, the guilt with compassion you know the psychological baggage. That's where we keep all these things. Where it's like I don't, want, I don't want, want to remember that. Yeah. I'm, I'm ashamed of what I did in that moment, or I feel so guilty, or maybe I, maybe I should have done this instead of that, and then everything would have been perfect. But instead, everything went wrong, and it's all my fault. How can you show yourself some love and forgiveness in those areas? Yeah, I really feel that. Hmm. Yeah, some forgiveness for how we acted when we were doing things based on, you know, whatever pain we were carrying. It's so important because, you know, when the sun moves into Aries on March 20th and then later this year when Jupiter moves into Aries, I mean, that then it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> it's like all your baggage gets pushed out into the street and lit on fire. So clean out your house, your mental house. Give it some love, give it forgiveness, show it compassion and empathy so that when the planets move into Aries, you can actually feel good and the fire is burning in a positive way rather than stinking up the whole neighborhood. Yeah, I'll take that. That sounds nice. (laughs) Yeah, take it out little by little. We don't need a dumpster fire. Yes. That's not fun. No, no. Saturday, February 19th, Mercury cruising. Now at four degrees in Aquarius, aligns with the moon in Libra. So the planet of emotions in the sign of relationships. This is an air-air connection. This is about communication. Communicating your emotions in a detached, logical way in your close personal relationships. How can you do that? How can you share what you're feeling in a logical, detached way in your close personal relationships. The moon is in Libra, so channeling that Libra energy, which is all about grace, balance, equanimity, fairness. Yes. Yes. Are you being fair? Are you creating a win-win situation here? I'm taking responsibility for myself. I'm asking you to take responsibility for yourself. Do you feel good about what you're getting? Yes. Do I feel good about what I'm getting? Yes. We both feel like we're winning. Great. That That's a success. That's what we're working towards right now. Yeah, that Libra, making sure we're asking those questions on both sides of the scale, not just only for ourselves. Right. That's really important. And that's how you make it fair. Exactly. And not just for the other side, too. You know, some people, they're so concerned about the other side, they forget about themselves. Like, well, you can have that. I don't need that. But then, you know, two days later, they're just annoyed with the other person because they didn't get what they wanted. And it's like, well, whose fault is that? If you're if you're a good diplomat, then you're going to make sure that your side gets what is due to your side. Yeah, that's just so funny because 
it is so easy to to take care of somebody else and then if you don't voice your needs you're going to be irritated at them Mm -hmm. and then that's not fair to either side yeah it's your own fault (laughs) you did it to yourself you didn't ask for what you wanted and you didn't get it so this is that opportunity to ask them for what they want and also ask ourselves yes absolutely a win-win something that both sides feel good about now sunday february 20th is where that challenge comes in this looks sticky of, of having that that sort of uncomfortable part of the discussion of the negotiation where the moon continues on through Libra and then squares off with our two favorite planets that are riding side by side, the goddess of love and the god of war, Venus and Mars, in Capricorn, squaring off with the moon in Libra. So The first thing I think of is that's work mm-hmm. and action mm-hmm. in relationships. So it's, you could talk about it yesterday, but today now we actually have to do the thing that we said we're going to do or do the compromise. And that's where it gets uncomfortable. It's like putting the money where your mouth is, so yeah. to speak. It's like, okay, you said that all sounded really <laughs> nice when we were talking about it. Now you actually have to do it. You actually have to write it in the contract or whatever, you know, it's like we're getting into the specifics of what that means. And there could be some challenges here. There could be some challenges with maintaining that grace, maintaining that eloquence. Maybe having to like keep the other person in check or yourself in check. Yes. Where you're like, Oh, I agreed that I was going to do the dishes, but now I don't want to do them. Mm. And the other person is like, okay, well, why did you say you were going <laughs> to do that? Like we just made this agreement. So it's like holding yourself accountable and holding the other person accountable Yes, and maintaining that, like you said, with grace being able to say, Hey, we did talk about it yesterday and you did promise that you were going to do the dishes because I said that I was going to do this. So I'm holding up my end. It would be nice if you could hold up your end. Otherwise, what was the point of our conversation yesterday? Yes. It doesn't have to be, I mean, it could be negative if you're holding everything back, but hopefully if you talked about it yesterday, then today maybe you can kind of channel that that more soft energy to be able to say something in a diplomatic way without attacking somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's also important just to, you know, for anyone who's like struggling out there in a relationship, if you're committed to someone, you can have a fight. You can have an argument. It's not the end of the world or we're breaking up now because we had a fight. Like you got to have these tough conversations and the sooner you have them, the easier it's going to be. It's a, it's a practice. It's like, oh, we're used to having this sort of fight, and we it's not a big deal. You know, this is this is a part of the communication. So embracing the conflict here. Yeah, the more I embrace conflict, the easier it becomes. <laughs> the more, the more logical, the more balanced, the more compassionate. All of those things become part of the conversation where you can hear uncomfortable things about yourself. And where you can share something that potentially the other person is doing that makes you uncomfortable without having the fear take over and kind of shut the conversation down. Just mm. being open to to hearing both sides of the, the story and being okay with being wrong or being okay with sharing your, your feelings and the other person not agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love all that. Whether it's a romantic relationship, a business relationship, a friendship, you know, your parents... This conflict resolution and ability to endure a healthy conflict is so important. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's like you said that Aries energy, the dumpster fire. That's what that's what happens. It all comes out because you never say anything. Yep. 
or you can't accept anyone dishing it out to you. And, and it, it just festers. Yeah. And it gets nasty. And that's <laughs> when and that's when you can't come back. That's when you can't have a relationship anymore because both sides are too hurt. But if you're having the conversation, the difficult conversations and the uncomfortable conversations, then you can come together. So that's it. That's the week. Well, if anyone has any questions, we mm-hmm. are taking them through our Spotify channel. Yes. So you go on Spotify, you go to the episode, there's a little question mark for the community. Write us in your questions. Anything that's not too specific to your own chart, general astrology questions, Scott will be yes. happy to answer them here on next week's episode. Amazing. Thank you, Ingrid. Yeah. We will see you all next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.